This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are now tuned in to the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast, where we discuss living for the kingdom of God while living in the culture. I'm your host, Charlotte Walker. I'm a pediatric nurse practitioner, wife, daughter, sister, auntie, and friend. And I am on the journey of producing and fulfilling every purpose that God saw for me before the beginning of time. And I want you on this journey with me. Each week, we are going to discuss how to apply God's word to our everyday lives. Get ready for some word, some gems, and a few laughs along the way. Now let's start the show. Welcome to the Goggles and Girl Talk podcast. I am so excited to be back in this space with y'all recording live episodes. Happy New Year. It's 2021, the year of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Okay? Okay? We are out here. We made it through 2020, child. If you can make it through 2020, you can do anything. We have been doing some really great work um, behind the scenes while we were on our break um, doing the year in review where we re-listened to that Ready for War series. If 2020 didn't teach us nothing else, let it just sit in that we always need to be ready for war because the enemy is always up to something. Okay. Okay. Um, but we are bringing all the things in 2021. Uh, we got a new podcast, art chow, a new intro, a new little format. Like who this? Okay. Okay. If you are new to the show, first of all, welcome sis. Okay. My name is Sharla and I am, Girl, child, doing all the things. I'm a pediatric nurse practitioner by trade, um, but I carry many other titles. And the most important title being a daughter of God. Um, my goal through this show is just really to help Christians have those like fundamental how to's to live their life for Christ um, and produce everything that God has called them to. And so over our break, God had reminded me of an episode that I did last year um, about being a producer. And when we came back to this, um, God let me know that like we are all officially on this journey together of being producers. So I have had the opportunity to kind of sit back and evaluate and just noticed that there's really a disconnect, especially for like new believers, um, on what they think Christian life is versus how it's going. Like, you know, the memes, like how it started and how it's going. And a lot of times we find ourselves in these places where we're frustrated and we have to navigate a lot of really stressful things. And honestly, some people even may fall back into old habits and old ways because they don't have the tools that they need, um, to be successful in this life. Um, as much as we love Jesus, child, it's hard. <laughs> like, it's really hard to practically live this thing out. It's really hard to know who is really doing this um, and doing it. And it's not a show. It's really hard to know that who really bought that life, child, because I'm about that life. You hear me? I'm about that life with Christ. Um, and so I love seeing uh, God just do a work in the lives of others, especially young women um, who are new to their life in Christ. Like, it's like, you know, you 
like got a new friend and your friend is so dope that you want everybody to meet your friend. Like, that's how I feel about Christ. Like, I want everybody to know, like, oh, girl, no, 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 no. Because, like, yo, like, he the plug. He changed my life, child. Like, that's how I feel. That's how I want y'all to be with me. So um, the same way that I, like, help counsel parents um, on the information that they need for their children to thrive in some of the most vulnerable times of their lives, I want to be able to do the same for my sisters in Christ. Okay, so here we are. And that's that on that. Um, it's a new year. And so I wanted to start, I know a lot of times, you know, we start with like vision and 2021 vision and 2020 vision didn't work out that well for us. Um, but we start out with all of these different, um, goals and vision board parties and making plans and doing all the things to prepare to make 2021 your season. Girl, this is your season. Mm. Um, And I'm not bashing those things, but like I said, if 2020 taught me anything, is that we need to have the same kind of energy in pursuing God at all times because we don't know what's coming in the future, but God does, right? Um, There are just too many of us that are begging for blessings and purpose, but we don't want to go through the process. And I did an episode called the, the process is better than the promise. Um, go back and check that out because you need to hear it, y'all. Um, but we don't, you know, we were begging for blessings and you don't want to deal with the persecution that comes with it. Persecution comes with the promise, all of these different things. And that's why the process is so important because God gives you the tools to deal with that. And so, some of us don't even really know what the process looks like and it can be frustrating. You can feel stuck. And I want to share today five things that I wish I knew when I first got saved. Okay. I want y'all to get this down in y'all spirits earlier than I did because child, it's going to bless your life. All right. So we're going to go over five things today um, that I wish I knew when I got saved And five things that I feel like every person who gets saved should know. And these are not in any particular, um, like rank or order. First of all, let me just start. We're going to, I'm a, here's a bonus one. The first thing you really need to know is that Jesus did it all on the cross. And we hear that. And that's so very cliche. It sounds like, but no, you really need to understand that. You really need to understand that it's nothing that you can do that is going to um, earn God's love for you. Like he already is giving it out here freely. That's why Jesus died. Jesus paid the price. Um, It's a price that we could not pay, which is why he had to send Jesus. And so a lot of us feel like, um, and when I say a lot of us, I feel like a lot of type A people who are like Sharla listen to this podcast. And a lot of us feel like we have to do this work. We have to show God how valuable we can be to him. And we have to almost earn our position as his daughter. And I want you to know that that is alive from the pits in the depths of hell. Okay. No, God loves you just as you are all your flaws God loves you beyond anything that we can comprehend. What happens is, is that we oftentimes like to try to compare God to our relationships in the real world. But remember that he's not people, that he's much greater. Um, His love is much greater than anything that we've ever experienced on this earth. And so it feels foreign to a lot of people. Um, And it felt foreign to me to just have this unadulterated love with no strings attached, just like he loves me and like, all the things that the songs be saying, okay? Like, he left the 99 for me, all the things. Like, that is so true. And it is in response to the level of love that God gives you. Um, the more time that you spend with him, that your heart will change. And then your habits will change. And then you will want to do good works because you're going to find yourself like me. Like, oh, girl, I met this man. His name Jesus, child. He didn't change my life, child. Snatched my edges a little bit. But that's okay because he will have them flourishing yet again because he rose Lazarus from the dead and he can bring my edges back. Hmm? The same ones that he took. 
<laughs> so it is so important. Um, and like I said, this is like the bonus that wasn't even on my list, but I felt that somebody needed to know that there's nothing that you have to do. There's nothing that, um, you have to work your way into this like magic society. No, God loves you point blank and period. He made you. He knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. He knows the plans that he has for you, child. And there are plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans for a hope and for a future. He loves you. And all he wants is for you to be in relationship with him so he can talk to you, child. So he can so he can tell you and reveal these things to you. And the more that you spend time with him, the more that you spend time with people um, who represent him, the more you'll have an understanding of how much he loves you. And so that is the major key alert of something that you need to know when you first get saved, because there's so many people who have been saved for years and years and years, and the fruit that they produce is not one of love. And you can tell that they don't know God. Are you enjoying this week's show, girl? I hope you are. So make sure that you go ahead and connect with us so we can keep the conversation going. Follow us over on Instagram at God Goals and Girl Talk. And make sure you subscribe to the show, rate the podcast, and leave us a review. And don't forget to share the show with your friends, your coworkers, your mama and them, all the people, okay? Now let's get back to the show. How I know you don't know God, child, because God is love. And if you don't have love in your heart, if that's not your heart posture, then you can't know God. Because once you encounter his love, child, there's no way you could ever treat people um, the way that we be treating people. Let's just be clear. Like once you experience God's love, you cannot unexperience it. And then you want everybody else to feel that same love, love, love. And so just know that you can, God will deal with the stuff. You don't have to be like, oh man, I'm going to get my life together and then come to God. No child, come to God now because he going to tell you how to get your life together. He's going to help you overcome these things. He's got the keys, the keys, the keys to everything, child. That's what you need to know up front. Okay, nobody told me that. So I'm out here trying to be good on my best behavior. And that's not even what it's about. Give him your heart, the behaviors, the all of that, that stuff will follow. Next thing I knew, I just wasn't cussing no more. I was like, "Mm, okay, like my jokes don't even feel as funny. I felt convicted about it, which isn't the same thing as condemnation. But that's a whole nother thing. So first things first, the bonus point is God loves you as is no strings attached. Okay. This now back to my original list, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit be out here just getting my life. Um so the first thing on my list is there is a difference between knowing of someone and really knowing someone. And this kind of goes back to what I was just talking about. You can know of God and not know God personally. And that's where a lot of people get tripped up. I know of God because my granny be talking about him. You know what I'm saying? Like my grandma tells me that, you know, I should serve the Lord. My grandma taught me this. My grandma taught me that because it it really be the grandmas um, teaching people. Um, My grandma taught me this, this, that, and the third. But I know of God. She'll tell me of the goodness of God. She'll tell me things that God has done for her in her life. But just because you know about somebody don't mean that you know somebody. I know about Beyonce. I don't know Beyonce, but I know who she is. I can tell you things that she's done. I can tell you the name of her kids. I can tell you the name of her husband. But that don't mean that I know her because I know of her. And that's where we get kind of caught up in this thing that we are trapped in this um, spirit of religion and we're not in true relationship with God. And that is one of those things that I struggled with for a long time when I first got saved, that I'm sitting here worried about, um, you know, making the appearance that, okay, well, I prayed. Okay, well, you know, I went to church. Um, what else am I supposed to do on my little checklist? I prayed, I went to church and, I, and I'm trying to do good. And it's not even about that. Everything that's good is in God. 
things can have the appearance of being good, but that does not mean that it's God. And so you have to really, really be in relationship with God and you have to really be in constant communication with him so he can give you the direction, so he can give you the discernment. And you have to understand that there really is a difference between knowing about somebody and really knowing somebody for yourself. And your pursuit right now needs to be learning God for yourself. Your relationship with God is not going to look like my relationship with God. It's not going to look like your grandmother's relationship with God. And that's just what it is. Okay. Number two, context is critical. When y'all go to church, when y'all watch these sermons, the point of it is not for you to take just what is said as golden, right? Because we know that everybody that's in a pulpit is not on the same team as the Lord. And if you didn't know, I'm telling you, remember one, that people are people. People will fail you. Too many of us put our faith into these pastors and to people that are in roles. And yes, um, there is definitely, um, there's definitely a benefit to having these people in the kingdom, to having that wise counsel. But a lot of us, again, need to know God for ourselves. So that way, you know how to evaluate whether this person is truly of God, because the devil got people in pulpits too. And they're out here deterring people from the faith, because then you get some church hurt, because you somewhere you ain't had no business being. But God was trying to tell you, but child, you don't know how to hear out for his voice, because you ain't spending no time with him. And here we are. Context is critical when these pastors, when um, these influencers, when whoever are posting these scriptures, when you hear somebody speak. That's why even on this podcast, y'all hear me say all the time, y'all going to get the scripture read to y'all because I want you to have context. Because people will take things that aren't in the Bible and they sound great and we out here quoting them. Case in point, God won't give you more than you can handle. Baby, that ain't nowhere in the Bible. That that ain't true. <laughs> You're going to feel like you can't handle it. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus felt like he couldn't handle it, child. He was like, if there is any God, listen to me, it's me, okay? If there's any other way, right? So if Jesus was at a point, he said that he felt like his soul or his spirit was crushed, like was being crushed to the point of death. Okay. If he felt that way and he is our example, know that you going to feel that way. The Bible does not say that the, that God won't give us more than we can handle. What it says is that his grace is sufficient. What it says is that in our weakness, he, he is made strong. It don't say that he won't give us more than we can handle. How are you going to grow if you don't if you don't stretch yourself? You're not. You're not. We need to quit. You need context is key. People are out here um, quoting the scripture. I'm the head and not the tail above and not beneath. Bless coming in and bless coming out. But you need to read that whole little passage in Deuteronomy, honey, because it talks about the obedience that is required to get to that point. And then it talks about even further the things that'll happen if you're disobedient, there are curses. See, we talk about the blessings, but we don't talk about the curses. You want one part and not all of it. And it's presented that way because people are out here preaching this prosperity gospel. But as the believer, because you are in relationship with God, you take these scriptures and these sermons and you go back and you study. You should be studying your word all by yourself, but church is important right? So when you go to church, one, make sure that you're in a church where God has called you to be in it. Hmm. I'm going to share my little story this, this month about that. Make sure you're in a position where in a place where God has ordained for you to be, but even still, you need to make sure that you are reading the full context of the scripture. You go back and you get you a study Bible child. Um, and we're going to talk about that this month as well. Like get you, like you need to study and you need to read the whole passage for yourself. You need to be out here reading, 
reading and studying the word for yourself because the Bible is God speaking to us. You want to know how to hear God's voice? Read your Bible. That's a good place to start because he's speaking. (laughs) That is him. That is him speaking. So when you get to a place where you are relying on other people's interpretation and you're not getting your own revelation from God, you are in a very dangerous spot. You need to make sure that you are reading the full context of these scriptures, that you're reading around it, about it. You're understanding truly what's going on so you can really grasp what God is saying. A lot of people are out here taking God's word and twisting it to their advantage and having people out here feeling condemned and depressed because you think that when blessings go, when the prayers go up, blessings go down. Nope, not in the Bible. Not in the Bible. Who said that? Not the Lord. The Lord did not say that. Because sometimes the answer to your prayer is no. Hmm. How about that part? A divine nope? (laughs) Nah. Nah, sis, you can't have it. Because you ain't ready for that. That's going to be harmful to you. And so people think, oh, when blessings go up, uh, when prayers go up, blessings go down. And you say, well, God, I'm praying and nothing happened. Well, because his answer was no. And you're out here uh, um, with your hope in something that's not fact. Okay? Okay. Number three, God's grace is sufficient. His grace is amazing. But you are still accountable. God's grace is sufficient. His grace is amazing. And you are still accountable. That means that too many of us try to use God's grace as an excuse to continue in a lifestyle that is not, that is not appeasing and pleasing to him. Oh, well, God know my heart. Mm-hmm. Because go back to number two, uh, the Bible said that the heart is wicked. I did an episode last year. Do not trust your heart. Girl, you will be out here or don't follow your heart or whatever I said, child. Like, don't know. Yeah, God know your heart. Only God can judge me. Oh, he is. He He's gonna. <laughs> like, we out here playing this very dangerous game, um, trying to take advantage of the grace of God. Like, who do we think we are as people? Like, I just, like, we're, like, we just be out here thinking we something like, could you imagine your kids cutting up and being like, well, mom, you know, my heart child heads would roll. Who do we think we are to do that to God? You are still accountable. And this does not mean that you aren't going to stumble. The Bible tells us that all of us have fallen short of the glory of God, me included. Okay. I be, I told y'all I'm a, I love God because he loved me in all my degrees of raggedy. However, I do not stay at the degrees of raggedy because I love him. My pursuit every day is to produce fruit in my life that is representative of him and the goodness that he has showed me. And you have to get to that place. You are accountable for your actions. You can't be out here asking God, God, please deliver me from um, dealing with alcohol And baby, you at the bar every Friday and then you repent halfway because repenting doesn't mean like, oh, God, I'm sorry. Repenting means like, God, I'm sorry. Help me with this. And then you turn away from that. So if you're struggling with alcoholism, you should not be at the bar. But then you get there, you drink and you must be like, oh, girl, God, know my heart. Mm -hmm. Okay, keep playing the game. Keep playing. God's grace is sufficient. His grace is amazing. And we are still accountable for our actions. And we are still accountable for our actions. So don't be out here playing because you're selling yourself short. Okay. Okay. Number four. Baby, your salvation does not make you immune to problems circumstances or situations. However, it does ensure that all of your problems, circumstances, and situations will work out for your good. You have the peace, you have the victory and strength because of who you are now in relationship with. Let me tell y'all something. 
I think a lot of Christians get frustrated, especially new Christians, because they're like, I gave my life to Christ (laughs) and I'm still struggling. Child, Jesus struggled. Jesus is our example. Like, I need a shirt that says Jesus is our example. If Jesus had to deal with people talking about him, baby, so are you. If Jesus had to deal with situations where he felt like it was too much for him, um, like in the Garden of Gethsemane, guess what? We probably will, too. All of these things, you know, Jesus was in the wilderness and got tempted. You're going to be tempted to do things. But because he's our example, we've been shown how to deal with these situations. It is not that you, you know, you give your life to Christ or you get baptized which you should, um, I'm going to say that. I'm going to save it. Let me tell you something. If you don't um, ha- like go through the process of salvation where you are repentant, where you are um, submitting your life to Christ, right? Where you um, do the ABCs, where you, you admit, believe, and confess. If, if, you not, if you don't go through that and you're just getting dunked in water, baby, you just wet and sinful. How about that? <laughs> How about that? It the the process of being baptized is an outward expression of the work and the transformation that happened in your heart through salvation. Okay? Okay, now you can do both in the same day. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying. All right? <laughs> now, but when you, you know, a lot of people feel like, "Oh, look, I went down in the water and came back up and these bills were still due." Yep. Yeah, they <laughs> They are. But now that you're in relationship with Christ, you know that he's Jehovah Jireh. He's going to provide for you. So the bills may still be due, but now your confidence is not in the bills not being due, but your confidence is in the fact that you know that God is going to come through because you're in relationship with him. Your confidence is not that the struggles aren't going to come or that you're not going to have to deal with hard things or that the situations that you were dealing with before are just going to magically dissipate. The, the confidence is that you know that now you got the plug, child. So you know that you can come to God and ask him, how do I deal with the situation? Y'all don't know on a day-to-day basis how many times I'd be like, God, how you want me to deal with your kids? Because, pero, I don't know. Like, this is rough for me. God, help me with me. Too many times we be asking God to, like, can you deal with this and deal with that, child? Help me with me is the prayer that we need to be praying all of our days. All of our days. So just because you get saved, it does not mean that you're not going to go through things. Um, there's a scripture and I can't think of it off the top of my head, but it says that, you know, when we go through things, know that we are being, um, that our patience is going to um, have us have this level of, of, of perfection, right? Like, like God, God is going to do a work in us until we're perfect, complete, and lacking nothing, I'm going to find the scripture and put it in the show notes because I can't think of it off the top of my head. Um, but matter of fact, y'all hold pause for the cause. We about to find this scripture um, because it's very, very important to me that we have all the things. I knew it was in James. So it's James one. I'm going to start in verse three. It's about faith and endurance. It says, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. So we're going to face things because you need endurance, child. And when your faith is tested and the endurance and the perseverance that you build, you are going to be perfect and complete and lacking nothing. So it does not mean that things will not happen. Your confidence is in God, not in the fact that things are just going to be great. Because child, where the test at with no like where the testimony with no test. That that that's that's what I want to know. Where is the testimony with no test? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Hmm? 
I've been getting tested. Child, look, it's a constant test. Matter of fact, once you make the decision, let me just let y'all be on alert. Once you make the decision to to truly live your life for God, things get a lot harder because one, you trying to be great. Okay. Like it, it's, it can be challenging. You have to constantly have your flesh submitted to God because y'all know I, my flesh possesses the spirit of crime mob, knock if you buck. And sometimes people will talk cash crazy to you and it's easier for me just to go off. It feels easier to my flesh. It's harder for me to swallow it and swallow the feeling of, of feeling disrespected, right? Like that's harder. So just know that this isn't a cakewalk. Just know that it wasn't, it's not all kumbaya. You're going to have the victory. And when God, um, reminds you of things like there's moments where God tells me about like reminds me of things I'm like God yes like thank you and you see that growth it's worth it because it all works out for our good and it all works out for his glory so I can tell y'all and I could get on this podcast and tell y'all like child I used to be snapping and I don't mean a little bit I mean a lot of bit I have a story in my head right now I'm gonna share it with y'all one day but <laughs> But like I used to be snapping. My husband will tell y'all he knew the most unsaved version of me when we first got met, when we first met, like, like child, look, mm -mm. (laughs) she was out here. Uh, But it's just so important that you understand that there are going to be problems. Okay, the Bible says that you will have trials and tribulations, but be of good cheer, be of good cheer. Like, sis, it's going to be all right. Number five, you need community, period. Let me tell you how strong I feel about this. Because I set myself up as a new believer thinking that I could do this thing all on my own. And when I tell y'all, it was not until me and one of my good friends, um, she's one of my best. She's like my sister, y'all. We done been through so much together. Um, Me and one of my good friends, I was helping her study for her nursing school boards and she was on this prayer line where they prayed. Um, She prayed every time at this at the same time. And it ended up being in the middle of one of our study sessions. And she was like, you want to pray? And I was like, yeah, honey, she opened her mouth. And when I tell y'all, I was like, oh, I need to step my way. I had never heard prayer so powerful before in my life like in my lifetime um and it 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 showed me a level of like yo we need to be doing this together and so we started praying together and man when I tell y'all God moved God moved It, it it's just one of those things where I'm like yo we This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by the Producer Society. The Producer Society is an online membership group for women looking to draw closer to God, to develop godly community, and to produce everything that God has called her to. Members of the Producer Society will receive exclusive benefits, including early access to the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast, monthly Bible studies, fellowship events, exclusive online events, and so much more. If you are ready to get connected with other women who are chasing after God, who are wanting to produce everything that he's called us to, then this community is for you. Make sure you visit www.producersociety.com to find out more information and to get connected with us today. Now let's get back to the show. gotta be in connection like you have to be in community too much of us have this misindependent spirit let me tell y'all something did Jesus have 12 disciples or no did Jesus have people with him Mm -hmm. and he's our example 
Now, I'm not saying that you don't need to step away from people and and still meet God face to face. That's important, too, because Jesus did it. But what I'm saying is that it's very critical that you were in community. What I'm saying is that the first thing that God called not good was Adam all by himself. It's not good for man to be alone. That doesn't mean that you have to be married because all of us aren't going to be married. Look at Paul. okay? but you still need to have a level of community because you get jumped when you by yourself. Okay, you get jumped when you by yourself. Think the enemy ain't out here trying to jump you in the spirit. Oh, no, I'm good. I don't need nobody. It's just me and the Lord. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Okay. And you out here getting your head busted in the spirit. You need community. You need community. Community is so critical to our walk. It helps us with accountability. It helps when other people can intercede or pray on your behalf. Like community is so critical. And it's not that community is bad, but too many of us, again, have experienced and have had these unrealistic expectations of community um, where you think like, oh, this person is never going to disappoint me. No, they are, baby. They wrapped in flesh just like you. Right. Like a lot of times we like to give um, people a bad rap about all the things that they've done to us. But if we are really being honest with ourselves, you played a role in every bad situation um, in your life for the most part. Now, this is not for people who have been like molested by adults. Nah, baby, you ain't do nothing to deserve that. But I'm talking about as an adult in relationship with people. A lot of times we play a role in these stories and a lot of us don't like to look back and be like oh what could I have done differently even if your role should have been um speaking up for expectations even if your role should have been being more open to communicate a lot of y'all want to be married child look listen to me listen to me listen to me close get you some friends first because it's gonna prepare you for marriage and some long-term friends where y'all go through stuff they going to get on your nerves. People in your community may do something that to where you get offended. But the whole point is to not allow the enemy to to make that um, offense something that you harbor against them. Jesus knew that Judas was going to betray him and he still blessed the bread, broke it with that man, washed that man's feet. Now, I ain't saying we got to do all that because I, I haven't grown to that point yet. But what I'm saying is that. Community is so critical and we allow too many fleshly things to um, to try to keep us from that. Isolation is a trick of the enemy. He wants you by yourself because when you're by yourself dealing with your pornography addiction, you can't text somebody and say, hey, pray for me. You can't have anybody to hold you accountable. You just, you just out here spiraling out of control. And that's where the enemy wants you. He wants you stirring around in your own mess. But when you, if you're in a hole and you're in community, somebody going to walk by and be like, first of all, we ain't seen Charlotte in, in three days. What's going on? Let me, let me check in on her. Let me pop up on her. And even when you ask for nothing, let me pray for her because I know the things that she struggles with. Too many of us don't want true, real relationships where I can come in and say, hi, my name is Sharla. Sometimes I be struggling, like uh, feeling like I'm disrespected and I be wanting to cuss people out. Huh? I be wanting to cuss people out because that's my default mode, my mouth. That, that's my, my mouth is my default defense mechanism. And I've had to learn how to use my mouth for God's purpose and not for my own flesh and pride. Hmm. I can't be out here being disrespectful because, because now I'm disrespecting God and it's a whole thing. So now I just got to hold my little tongue together. Okay. And it'd be tough. <laughs> but God gives me the strength because I can submit that to him. I can say, God, I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to, you already know. <laughs> Amen. That's a prayer. God, I'm about to, please help me. Sing your spirit. Send your spirit because I need it in this moment. But community will help you with that. You have to have, it is not a, oh, I got 25 people in my prayer group. This is a, a quality over quantity thing. Don't be out here telling your business to everybody. Okay. 
Like these people need to be, (laughs) need to be sent from God. You need to be in prayer about the people that you're in community with that. um, God gives you discernment on if you should be sharing these details, because it's something you're going to have to have a level of vulnerability. That be our problem. We don't want to be vulnerable with people because you want to have the appearance that you have it all together. And sis, we don't. Okay. On Instagram, we look like we do, but we don't. Because if you had it all together, you wouldn't need Jesus. Boop. That's it. Okay. All of that was brought to you by the Holy Spirit. All right. So let's recap. Number one, just know that God loves you as is, okay? And just come to him fully vulnerable, fully ready for relationship, child, because Jesus paid it all. That's the bonus. So this went from five to six, child, okay? Number two, there's a difference between knowing someone and knowing of somebody, okay? Difference between knowing someone and knowing of somebody, Number three, context is critical. Read your Bible. Read it and study it. Read it and study it. I did um, an episode called Student of the Game where we talked about this, and we're going to talk about it some more this month. Number three, um, I think y'all know what number this is, okay? Because remember I told y'all that was the bonus one, and on my paper, on my notes, this is listed as number three. Y'all going to get these numbers the way that they are presented. Number three, God's grace is sufficient, and you are accountable. Number four, your salvation doesn't make you immune to problems, circumstances, or situations. It ensures that all of your problems, circumstances, and situations will work out for your good and that you have peace, victory, and strength because you are who are you are now in relationship with. But child, the problems are still going to come. Okay? And lastly, you need community. Okay? Period. The end. That is all. So, it is time for our new segment called Girl Talk where I answer questions um, that are submitted by all of you. I'm really excited about this because I feel like it's going to allow us to have some very, very engaging conversation. Um, Everyone's questions are anonymous. Um, Their names and all of that's going to be redacted. And if you are wanting to submit your question, slide into our Instagram DMs, child, at Goggles and Girl Talk. And yep, let's get into it. So Today's question says, as a single woman, lust is a real thing. How do we overcome the desire for self-pleasure? Okay, look, first off, sis, thank you. Thank you, first of all, for just being brave enough to ask the tough questions. Like too many times in the body of Christ, we shy away from topics where people are really struggling and needing some like true guidance. Um, Yeah, so thank you for that. Um, there are a few key like elements first that you have to um, put in place when you deal with lust, right? So my, I feel like my answer is kind of multi-layered. First, you really need to submit that area of your life to God. And that looks like you repenting, right? If you've given into your lustful desires, um, you know, say, God, I'm struggling with lustful thoughts and desires and I'm... Um, wanting and asking you, God, to create a clean heart in me, right? Ask God to remove the lustful desires from your heart, to give you a spirit and to give you the spirit of self-control. Remember that self-control is a a fruit of the spirit. Um, And when we pray for things that are within God's will, like we know that God wants us to have fruit of the spirit. He's going to give it to you and give it to you freely. Um, So ask God to remove those lustful desires um, from your heart. And to give you the spirit of self-control. Next, make sure that you are guarding your heart, right? So guarding your heart means that you're not continuing to expose yourself to triggers that prompt um, these lustful desires or feelings um, that you stop engaging in like shows and movies and activities that make you feel this way in your body, child, okay? This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by the Check God's Resume Journal. Are you struggling with your waiting season? Do you feel like God has forgotten about you? 
Jesus, it's time for you to check God's resume. This dynamic journal will walk you through building God's resume in your own life. Take the time to recall the goodness and the miracles that he's performed in your lifetime. The journal has journaling prompts, a place for sermon notes, and so much more. This is a great tool just to remind you of God's goodness in your life and an even better tool to be passed down to your children's children as they'll be able to recount your experiences with God. So get ready to recall all of the miracles that God has performed for you. I promise you when you check his resume, he is undefeated. Click the link in the show notes to get your copy today. Now let's get back to the show. Um, so that means like you may have to cold turkey, like not be out here listening to Usher nice and slow. What'd you think gonna happen? <laughs> like, like, nah, we can't be, we can't watch 50 shades of nothing. We can't watch 50 shades of nothing because you are in a battle with this, right? You don't need these things planting lustful seeds in your heart. It means that you're not going to the club grinding up on no dude. First of all, coronavirus. Mm-mm. Nope. Okay. But because you know that um, you doing these things and being in that environment, it it is giving and those feelings are rooted in lust. Right. So guarding your heart means that you are um, protecting and putting boundaries in place of things that may may elicit those feelings and then also means that you're looking up scriptures about overcoming and dealing with lust or any other struggle right and you're speaking them over yourself you have to remember when we talk about putting on the full armor of god that the word of god is our sword that we use to fight spiritual battles a lot of us are out here losing child because you don't know the word at all and you need it and so i would definitely, definitely not sleep on it. Like do not sleep on using the word of God because the enemy is counting on you to do so. Read the story about David and Bathsheba. Okay. David was chosen by God. He was out in the field working. He also saw Bathsheba taking the bath, honey, and was like, kill her husband, kill that man dead because I won't hurt (laughs) and had to come to God and ask him to create in him a new heart. Right. Like that, that really happened. David was chosen by God and also fell to temptation, the temptation of lust. Study, like study that, read that story, learn about that, and then ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you the things that you can apply to your own life from that situation um, to help you overcome. Like it may seem drastic, but understand like it is. You're in a fight for your spiritual life. Like the enemy is after your soul, your eternal soul and your spirit. And so it do take all of that. It take you being like, girl, I can't go out. I can't go out with y'all or girl. I need to not be out here listening to whatever music child made me feel like uh, Beyonce dance for you. Y'all know I love Beyonce. But nope, because who you dancing for? It ain't the Lord in that song. So you have to really take control over what um, you're putting into your heart, what you're allowing your eye gates and ear gates to consume and what seeds you're allowing to be planted. But see, the problem with a lot of us is that we don't like boundaries because we don't agree. Ain't nobody tell me what to do. I'm grown. You have to submit all that. All that be your flesh. So you have to submit that. The enemy is after your eternal soul. So yes, it takes all of that. Um, You need accountability. Find you some wise counsel. We talked about that today. Community. You need some wise counsel. You need someone that you can hit up if you're struggling that is helping you guard your, like, guard your spirit, child. That if you like, girl, it's 12 o'clock and I'm struggling. Girl, come on over here. Okay, like, let me come over. Let me check on you. Let me set my phone to text you and be like, Mm-mm. whatever you think a child, it better not be that. Don't fall into it. Somebody that can sing you scripture, somebody that can really pray for you on your behalf. And it's, it's not something that's judgmental, right? It's just somebody that's helping you be accountable because you need that. When the disciples were sent out, they were sent out together. Timothy and Paul. Like, or Paul and Silas, y'all know, 
groups, okay? There, there were multiples of them together. Um, accountability. The last thing I'm going to tell you, boundaries. Boundaries. Our flesh hates boundaries, but boundaries. Okay? If you have toys, if you have pornographic movies, throw them in the trash right now. Boundaries. You need to get drastic with it. Get rid of it. Okay? So you need to submit that thing. You need to guard your heart. You need to engage yourself in scripture. Um, get your get your like get your weapons together. Study that story about David and Bathsheba. Make sure that you have accountability um, and someone that and wise counsel and then boundaries and get rid of anything that uh, that is keeping you from where God is taking you. And let me also add too, like this is a continuum, right? It's not going to be easy. If you fall, sis, you need to fall. You need to assess and then you need to get back in the position of God's feet ask for his forgiveness, and then really go back and see how, like, okay, this happened, not in a way of guilt and shame. Like you come to God and you ask him again to create in you a clean heart, but then you need to go back practically and be like, where did I mess up? Because I was doing so well. What happened here? And then you need to fix that little infiltrate. Okay. And then get back on track because that's what grace is. You are able to repent and not feel shame and guilt. However, you are still accountable and we're not making excuses or using God's grace as a permission slip to be out here in these streets. That's what we're not doing at all in the year 2021 of our of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're not. Okay, so I'm praying for you, sis. Um, and I will have some resources in this week's downloadable um, for you and anyone else struggling in this area. Forgot to add at the top of the show, y'all, that we have um, notes that I'm going to be sharing with y'all every week so you can download them in our show notes. It's going to have questions and scripture references and all the things that you need um, to go back and even study what I'm saying. Hmm? Because this is about growth. This is about you um, developing in your walk with Christ. And so, sis, I thank you so much just for trusting me to answer this question. Um, And I pray that this was helpful to you. And I'm going to continue to pray for you in that area. So that is it for this week's show. Make sure that you subscribe, rate, leave a review for the show. Do all the things. Follow us on Instagram at God Goals and Girl Talk um, and submit your question if you would like it answered on an upcoming show. Um, And above all else, make sure that you continue to love God, love people and love yourselves. I will talk to you next week. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.